sitting at the captain's table today. Look Aren't at you. You, got, you ordered Don't coffee. Don't you envy me. I wish I... Oh, she came here for you. Could he have a cappuccino, too? No, no, no. No, no, oh, no Angelina. Cry. I'm not a Hi. Get them whatever they need. Yeah, yeah, of course. I have espresso. better than what they need. Double, yeah, that's nice. Thank you. What a place to be. See that you're born an Italian If you want your life to be great See that you're born an Italiano And your life will be great Hey there, Paisani. Welcome back to another episode of the Italian American Podcast. It is Italian American Heritage Month, which means we are back out on the road. I'm John Viola, coming to you live, live-ish, live and uncut, live to tape. I don't like uncut, you know that. I know you don't. I know. Well, we, we still could take out when we say bad stuff. We just, yeah, you know. as, long as, it's, as long as it's a censor. It's less correcting of, you know, the, the you know what formality. Was that movie? The movie. The oh, here he movie. goes. What? With the priest with the bell. I don't remember. What Come talking. on. It was the big movie, 1989, one picture of the year, foreign film. Sicilian. Oh, Il Postino? Il, no, come on. Life is beautiful. That no, was that was the after. Um, come on. Mediterraneo. No. I don't know. They're, they're going to think we're, we're, we're senile now. <laughs> Maybe it we are. Best Picture, 89. Best Picture overall? Yeah, foreign language film. A Sicilian movie? Yeah. Cinema Paradiso. Oh, oh shucks. You're right. Yeah. That, you know does, the that priest? is a senile moment. You're when right. The priest goes and he sh- every time he doesn't like something in the movie, he rings the bell and they got to cut it out. <laughs> he used to go before yes, the movie the came theater. out. Yes, the remember, that's you. That, I want to be, be the, like the classic with the bell. That, that's my partner in crime, the Italian-American Wikipedia, Mr. Patrick O'Boyle. And the other voice you're hearing today is familiar if you are a viewer of our YouTube series, Greetings from Italian-America. You have seen us here with Gina Biancardi, the foundress of the amazing Casa Belvedere here on Staten Island. And we're back today with Gina at Staten Island's Casa Belvedere because, what is it today, Gina? It's the Festa dei it's, Motori, uh, how do you say? Festa and Motori d'Italia, which is an Italian festival and uh, a luxury car show, Italian luxury, luxury car, car show. Luxury car show, that's the best So it's a festival combined with the car show. And you guys have had it here for how many years? 12 years. And it's pretty popular on Staten Island and beyond. I met some people who've come from Brooklyn and Queens yes, and Manhattan. Long and Island. Yeah, a lot of people come through. Because uh, the Northeast Italian Car Club brings all the cars that are here today, and they really are from all over the Northeast. What is it? I'm, I'm not a car person, but I would imagine out in our audience there's a lot of people who are because obviously Italian excellence in motors, motorsport, motor design. Thank you. This is nice. I get coffee She's right there. We got table service. Came right to this table. is nice. But, like, you know, cars are such a big part of Italian life and culture. Sure. People just basically bring, these are cars individuals own, and yes. they're coming here to show them off, basically. Basically. Yeah. And support the support the cars. So they're all beautiful cars, as you've seen today. Ferrari, Maserati, Lamborghini. There's a couple of Fiats, too, some, some old-time cars. Um, yeah, and the guys that... I shouldn't say guys because I think there are a couple female owners of the cars mm. as well. They register prior to the show and then they showcase their car. And we also have trophy, you know, best um, classic car or best this or best I don't know cars, so I forget the titles. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, something tells me. Did you come up with this idea or somebody else did? 
I did. You did? Yeah. Wow, that's this true. is all Gina's idea. This is Gina Wonderland. That is true. This if is you want to know what her brain looks yes. like, that's Casa Belvedere. That is so true. <laughs> yeah. That is. I always say to people, if you come in my office, it's my brain turned inside out. Yes. Gina's brain exactly. is turned inside out at Casa Belvedere. T- tell us. 24-7, seven, you know, all the time. How for did 13 you, years. How did you end up doing this? Because this is a place that I think a lot of people around the country know about. You guys do a great job with programs. But I also think there's some people in the audience who might not have heard of Casa and beyond Absolutely. how great the programming is, the story of how you brought it to life, I think, is really important. So tell us how this happened. It happened as I was bringing my children to school across the street at Notre Dame Academy. And I kept seeing this gorgeous house that looked like an Italian villa in Italy. And it was for sale, for sale, for sale. Then I was going through something dramatic in my personal life. And I said, wow, that place would really make an unbelievable Italian cultural center. And that's been, believe it or not, my dream since I was a young woman and I started to get involved in the Italian-American community. I always wanted to open an Italian cultural center to teach Italian language and film and music. To consume your time, consume your money. To consume my whole life. Aggravate you. (laughs) To consume every ounce of blood inside me. Thank you. Giving and not receiving. I had no idea what I was getting into. No idea. Correct. If you had, you never would have done it. No. And I I think that a lot, you know, you guys could definitely relate to this, Patrick and John, and many other pioneers who have uh, done, you know, worthwhile things. Are we pioneers? Yeah, and then wow, life. that sounds very. Except impressive. we lost that's our like, map. We don't know where we're going. That's like what was the Oklahoma Trail? Was <laughs> Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. We're we're on the Italian, the Italian trail. Oregon Trail. Yeah, I mean, that's the reality. If you can foresee the future, would you really do what we're doing? I don't think you do half the stuff you do. No, I think if I and then once you do it, it snowballs, and thankfully, it does get bigger and bigger and beyond our control. But then it's part of us. It's part of our DNA. So how do you backtrack? You can't. You, you can't. can't. So you saw this beautiful place. It is an Italianate villa. Right. It's been here since, what, 1908? It was built in 1908 by the uh, granddaughter of John Roebling. Wow. And uh, her husband. Just tell people who John, for people outside New York, they're not going to know who he is. Architect of the Brooklyn Bridge. Actually, he he invented the suspension cable. Yeah. And many bridges around the country were Roebling bridges, or based on that technology anyway. Amazing guy. I'm actually just listening to his biography now uh, on my audio books. And fascinating guy. And I actually... Obviously, I'm on the board of Casa. I knew that, but I kind of forgot it. So it's interesting to think this was his family. And you stare out. It's called Casa Belvedere because the view is incredible. You stare out the back of this amazing edifice, and you see Manhattan and Brooklyn and Staten Island, you know, obviously the bay here, and the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, named after, obviously, the Italian explorer who first uh, set eyes on it from Europe. It is an amazing physical plant, but when you got it, it was in. It was in. It was a disaster. It was dilapidated. It was old. It had been abandoned for many years. Uh, my girls called it the Adams family because <laughs> there were things growing everywhere on the outside, on the inside, and it, it was a disaster. It was terrible. Well, I want to. Uh, we've got somebody else with us now. This is the thing I like about these live shows. People are coming and going. The festival is unbelievably cacophonous around us. I hope you can hear in the background. There's music. There's food. Uh, we've been joined by. Can I make an announcement? Am I allowed to do sure, that? Sure, sure. I would. I would call him a major member of the team at Casa until Friday. But now, post Friday, I can call him the fiance of Gina Biancardi, uh, Mr. Jimmy Payone, who is a great friend of ours and uh, a real engine here. So Jimmy's joining us to sit at the table, and uh, 
you've been instrumental in a big Everything. turnaround of this place Everything. because yeah. I see you through all the construction. Yeah. This is Thank this you. is a huge operation. Thank you. Thank you for coming down. Uh, it has been a monstrous job. I mean, a, a real big challenge. Gina mentioned when she first purchased the house, there were actually maybe about three families of raccoons that were <coughs> living in the attic. That's how big the holes were in the roof. It really was uh, a monumentous task. And I tell you, if Gina knew what she was getting her hands we in, she never, she never would have. No, she can never can I say something you from someone to. who saw the house in those days? Yeah. Even in that state, it was stunning. Yeah, it's it beautiful. Was. It's yeah. beautiful. It was building. absolutely stunning. Yeah. yeah. The top floors, it was um, the, the closets were cedar. Were on the very, yes. Yeah, and they were cedar, I guess, back then to keep away moths. It was Bravo, just, you remember. Yeah, I was so impressed because it, they had like a gentleman's closet where you hung your ties and your suspenders. Yes, yeah. that was so cool. It was it was absolutely The sprinkler, stunning. the, the uh, marble bathroom well, with it the was old-time a, it, spa. With yes. the, it was uh, a full-body shower. This, this gentleman, Mr. Stern, had... A full body shower when most people had outhouses. <laughs> That's true, yeah. So it was amazing. And a funny construction note is that we disassembled the shower and it was huge slabs of marble that we kept moving from one place to the other. All the construction workers would say, Jimmy, what are we going to do with this marble? I said, I'll find something. We can't throw it away. So it was like moving this big elephant from one side of the room to the next. <laughs> And now what we did is we actually had a, a stone yard, cut them, and we used them as the facade of the, all the fireplaces. So we still have that marble and with something to keep. That's the ultimate Italian-American. Like, we're all, no matter how far generationally removed we are, we as Italian-Americans are all children of the Depression. And the fact That's that true. you saved that marble slab. Can't and throw it away. It, no, you can't throw it away because I, I'm, I have a refrigerator. <laughs> I bought a house. I mean, I was doing construction similarly when my wife and I were going to stay in Brooklyn. Uh, and we've related a lot about the headaches of rebuilding an old place, making sure everything is, you know, to the original design. But we did one in Brooklyn Heights. And we eventually sold it. But I found an old refrigerator in the basement. And it's beautiful. It's from the 50s. And I couldn't throw this thing out, and I, I had it refurbished. So it's going to open up, when we open the studio in uh, a couple of months, that'll be our refrigerator where we record, because it's so, it looks like a Corvette. It's got we're we're an artistic people. We're, yeah. a, we're a, um, a people with an aesthetic. Well, yes, right? back then, everything was a work of art. It really I was. Mean, it's in our true. DNA. It was a design, and, and people really took pride in the design of things, and, and they're classics. You just can't throw them away. No, there's nothing like what they built before. And you guys have been renovating, I mean, now... 13 years. 13 years. Now, the whole building almost, as of today, right, we're recording this Italian uh, American Heritage Month 2023. I think everything is open to the public. Th no, the top floor is not yet, the third floor. What's uh, left to do? We're, we're no, it's open. We're it's done, almost right? there, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, we're, we're fine-tuning things. Yeah. There's light fixtures, there's things, and, you know, you, sometimes you just have to... Get to a certain point and then feel the room and then finish it off. You know, if there's an antique chandelier that needs to be put instead of something something more modern, we try to keep the look and feel of the place throughout. And uh, we took special care in choosing certain things. We have the original sinks that were in the house. I made sure that we saved those. And those are now in the bathrooms of... Uh, 
three of the bathrooms that we have here. So, you know, it takes a lot of work, but sometimes you just have to pause and feel the room and finish it. So when I first met Gina and Jimmy through Pat, right, you were on the board of Casa. How, yes. How did you, are you the, two you meet? How did I meet? Yeah. We were, you were on the original board. Yeah, how did we meet? She stole a parking space from me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I remember that. That's why she's trying to kill um, you. I went to an event. I think it was in Manhattan. Yes. For Pasquale Maya. It was a tumble event or one of his Salernitana-based events. Right. And what kind of car were you driving? I don't know. She had this huge white. Oh, I oh, think sorry. it was Range, uh, Range Rover. Rain, this huge white Range Rover. Yeah, I, I had. Cuts me off and takes a space. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not even there. And then this lady, how tall are you? I don't know, 5'4"? Five, five, four? Four. You must have had 18-inch heels. <laughs> <laughs> this lady walks out. The heels are told and the big white obnoxious with the, you know, the total Italian New York cook with the pocketbook. You know, a, a, a coat, I don't know if it was fur or whatever it was. You could put a down payment on a house, which she walks like in Victoria there. Like Victoria got Yeah, it. walks right in, cuts me right. I said, who the, who is this woman that had the, I was in an actual rape. <laughs> and I didn't learn. So I saw the fire and I ran into it. That's true. And, I, and I, I start talking to Gina at Pasquale Mayo's event, and the next thing I was on a board. And back then, I mean, there was so, Gina, there Gina, was so much to do. There was so much Nobody to do. Nobody I know besides Gina would have been crazy enough. This was like an Italian-American kamikaze mission. Well, yeah. one, If you pulled one, this uh, off, and I, and I say that with the absolute greatest respect, because yeah. it was, I never, ever thought it would be done because... Gina was more often than not crazy. Uh, no, row, <laughs> rowing the rowing the boat all on her own. I mean, yeah. you can't understand. She went and bought this huge, glorious but neglected Edwardian mansion with the dream of turning it into an Italian cultural center. And I don't know anybody else who could have pulled it off. It's not an easy task. It was. It was, no. But I saw it. I was in the trenches and watched her in battle. I don't. I to this day do not know how she pulled it off because everybody else I know a lot of hard work. Yeah. Just but work, 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 but it was work. it was more than work. It was intrepid because there were so many winds that were blowing against yes. you. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. I can't say, say that I didn't want to give up many times. The most impressive num- number one. I'm I'm now sitting at this open air extravaganza, beautiful, beautiful grounds, with a beautiful view of the Verrazano Bridge in the Bay of New York. But what really makes this event stand out. It's how classy it is. Yeah, it's beautiful. Everything about Casa Belvedere is classy. Because we we're, we're talking about the, the structure of the building and the beauty of the event. But really, at the end of the day, this is an Italian cultural center. Exactly. And but, we do all, all very But you've got to pay the bills. So to pay the exactly. bills, there's a dinner club here, and yes. there's also a catering facility. Right. And if you need a catering facility in the New York metro area, you cannot beat this. No, you can't beat this place. Party. And I'm, I'm not saying this because she's my friend because I was on the board. I'm saying this because it's absolutely true. The food is top-notch. The ambiance is top-notch. It's elegant without being stuffy. It's an absolutely beautiful venue. And th- that venue, the money made on that venue, is what pays for all the programming. Yes. Because one thing I really would love to highlight yes. is no, that. No, actually, our members, the, uh, our members' dues, annual dues, underwrites all our programs. Sure, but the, the part of the dues but is that the, they get to be part of the club. Exactly. The dinner club. Casa Belvedere is a hybrid between the Belvedere Club and... All the educational programs on the foundation end, which is what we run. But the members are actually of the Belvedere Club are the backbone of all of our programs. Their annual dues helps us 
meet support. our operating yeah. expenses, yeah. basically. Yeah. I mean, all the teachers and all the supplies and all the beautiful programs that we do, it's thanks to their annual dues. And we have really a great group of members. We're up to about 475. There's so a waiting list now. There's even yeah. a waiting list. Yep. And so we we're very grateful to We can't do it alone. Members. And it's our members that are the financial backbone of what we do here. Although we're open to the public, we have many, many programs that are open to the public. It's the members that enable us to, to do things financially, and uh, we owe a great gratitude for them. Yeah, they really deserve it. And, and this facility's got amazing spots for the membership, too. If you're inclined to come out and become a member, there's, you know, there's a lounge now that's uh, only for certain. Me- I mean, you know, it's not just come out and enjoy the programs. It's come out and be a part of this family. Right. And, and you know, you've got to put skin in the game. And that's what our members are. They're family. Yeah. It, it takes them a half hour to say hello <laughs> and at least an hour to say goodbye because you know, they all know each other and it's a family. Yeah. It really is. But that's our mission, and that's what we really love. The Italian language classes and the cooking classes and musica sotto le stelle, cinema sotto le stelle. Why do you talk about musica sotto le stelle, cinema sotto le stelle? Oh, we do those all summer long. Like you said, there's a lot of uh, outdoor ground, so we... Because you have a beautiful view, stunning view right. of the Bay of New York. Yes. And you Thank show you. movies right. right here on the grounds. Actually, and in music the back. concerts. And Italian movies. Italian, Italian language movies with movies. English subtitles. Open to the public. All our educational programs, by the way, are open to the public, yeah. basically. Yep. And, w- and uh, we show them on a huge screen, and the backdrop of that screen is the Narrows Harbor. So you have a stunning view in the back while you're watching a movie. We have packed. concession They're stands. Every, have every time we wine, do it, 160 beer. people. It's, it's a, you know, with the weather, it's just spectacular. And it's really chilling. You know, you get chills. You know, because it's so beautiful. For people who are not from the New York metro area, the interesting thing about Staten Island, and I, I would say I highly recommend you reference back to our YouTube video we made. Gina was our guest host and took us around Staten Island about a year or two ago. And uh, this is an island that is the fifth borough of New York City, but in its habits and in its structures, it's completely different than anywhere else in New York, right? It feels almost like a suburb. It feels like a suburb, yeah. But it's 20 minutes away from Lower Manhattan. And it's a majority of the population still has some Italian background here. Yes, I'd say about 40%. So they call it Staten Italy because it's... It's the county with the highest Italian population, I think, in the country. Yeah. Yes. It is, yeah. It is. And there's so much to see and do on this island that's Italian culture, but to have sort of a headquarters of it all is, I think, something that, you know, it's almost like when I come here, and I was in Brooklyn for many years, so to come here was pretty easy. Now that we're in the suburbs, it's a little bit of a, a more of a drive for me. But when you come here, the interesting thing is it's programming that's applicable to everybody, right? It's accessible and it's free. and But there's also this sense that this is a community center as much as a cultural center because if you're an Italian-American on Staten Island, this is the private club for so many of the people here that want a great restaurant, a great place to do events, a place to kind of call home. And it is. It's homey, obviously. It's in a big, beautiful old mansion. But you're really, you're of the community in that there's so much Italian life here on the island. Yes. That the, it's it's appropriate it's for this It's very well here. received by the community. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, all the educational programs, thankfully, are going very well. We're packed at these events, Musica Sotelestele, Cinema Sotelestele. Our cooking classes are always sold out. We have a huge crowd here today. This is all community 
community-based. But from here and far today, because uh, you get people from Long Island, Brooklyn, because the cars are such a big attraction. Absolutely. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is, uh, to me, like, you know, we've, we've talked about cinema under the stars and opera or music under the stars, concerts. Obviously, people have private events here. The, the dining facilities are unbelievable. The restaurant's really great. Uh, there's a, a wine bar, Baco Wine Bar, underground. It's really kind of hip and a little bit different than the upstairs fancy restaurant. You've got language classes. You've got cooking classes. You've got a whole cooking school kitchen. Cucina Colavita. That's Cucina Colavita, right? Yes. Which is a We've introduced exercise classes, so we have those in the morning. Really? Yeah. Yoga, yoga yeah, yeah. sound therapy. We're expanding our programs. What's now Italian that we- sound therapy? Yelling? <laughs> oh. oh, well, you know I, what I, that I, is. Can we, can we work on oh that my yelling? God. Why don't we have listeners call up and yell? And that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it because I fall asleep. I, you give me five minutes and I'm out. No, but yeah. Patrick's talking about in the a typical Italian household. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah sound therapy was... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy. I think we need therapy because of those <laughs> yeah, well, You know, therapy. let's just give the background therapy. of our guest today. Jimmy is one of 12, am I correct? 11. 11. 11. You have a beautiful family story. Why don't you tell everyone? Your mother's from Naples. Your father's oh, Italian-American. Well, Gina, Gina, has that, Gina has a more romantic version of my version, but... <laughs> Uh, shall I do it or, or you? It's your dad, right. so I think All it's right. appropriate you tell us. So, story. believe it or not, my father, who, who I'm one of 11, was actually studying to become a priest. And he was in, he was in Rome, in the Vatican, with his seminarians. And he would travel to Naples to visit his family on the weekends. So, he would take the train down. And one weekend, he spotted my mom. And he saw her from a distance. You know, Gina has a Cinderella version. She was scrubbing the floor, and she could see (laughs) across the window. And there's probably some truth to that, but uh, he was smitten with my mother. And doubt started to creep in his mind about his true calling. And so when he went back to to the Vatican on that Monday or so, they had a special uh, Audience. audience with... Uh, a priest who was hearing confessions and he confessed to the priest he said father i am not sure of my true calling uh i met this woman and i'm uncertain uh if if the priesthood is my is my true calling and the and the priest told him you know follow your heart if this is not for you you are to go to naples seek this woman out ask for her hand in marriage and I'm sure you'll have many children. Wow. So uh, my father went back to Naples. He met with my, my grandparents, my Nona and Papa, and he said, I want to marry your daughter. My mother was only 16 years old. And at first they told him, please come back in a couple of years. My daughter's 16. And my father said, I am not leaving Italy without marrying your daughter. Wow. 
So, uh, so they got married. My father jokes or joked around, said it was an American Express wedding because he was there. None of his family was there, but all my mother's family was there, and everything went on the American Express card. <laughs> now, who, but who, can who, we backtrack just one second yes. before he went back and married this lovely, beautiful woman named Rosa and had 11 children as the priest had predicted he would have a very big family? The priest who made this prediction was none other than Padre Pio. That's pretty wild. Yeah. This was when the church said, this guy's getting too much attention. He cannot say mass anymore. We're only going to let him say confessions. And still, the pilgrimages to Italy and uh, were, were they, he, he had masses of people. Right. But my father, because he was studying to become a priest, he had a special audience with him, so the seminarians went there and, and had a confession with him. But, uh, but your father was a, a great man, yeah. and he was very religious. Ralph Joseph Payone. And I think that, and your mother, of course, thank God she's still with Rosarita us. Payone. Rosarita Payone. Subeda I think Payone. that his religious uh, background, you know, I mean, if I, I can vouch, I'm not actually in your family yet. I mean, soon, maybe. <laughs> well, maybe no took, soon. Well, took you I think you're, nice you're, on very, yeah, yeah. you're on a very good path. You're on the right track. Yeah. You know, what I wanted to say is your family is wonderful. I've yeah. never Thank met you. such a wonderful, kind, gentle, sweet family. Eleven children in all. Your mom and dad raised very, very good children. Thank you so much. And I'm ha- I'm proud to be part of your family. Uh, you Thank know, not you. Be, not for nothing, because you guys, when I first met you, you guys hadn't started dating yet, but. A lot of this has turned around since Jimmy came into your life oh, because he made... he's like a calm sea and a crazy yes. storm. You're crazy. I love you. You're yes. crazy like me, <laughs> right. like my mother, like right. him. Jimmy's calm. Yes. And uh, not to tell stories about just our personal lives, but, you know, for the audience to understand, first of all, he's made a great difference here and made a great difference for Up you. In the brick and mortar and, building. And everything. Yeah. But now and I everything. get it. You're married into a very blessed family with Padre Pio's blessing. And it's funny because when we were having our baby – my wife, Nicole, was, we were going through a lot. It was a complicated pregnancy. A lot of these doctors in the city couldn't care less about really us. I mean, you could just smell it. It was like they were just giving you kind of blow-offs, and it was becoming really difficult. And I just happened to mention to Eugene, and you said, go see my brother-in-law, future brother-in-law, uh, Dr. Thomas Payone, and he, he, he will give you personal family care. And we went, and it was like a Padre Pio blessing. We went from anxiety, and it was really tough. And we left his office, and Nicole was just calm, and then went into labor <laughs> the next like couple days anyway. So we ended up going to her regular doctor where we had our birth plan. But he made a, just his presence made a big difference, and it, it has stayed with me forever. And uh, yeah. I owe him a lot for that. Every time I see him, yeah, I, he's I always, a good guy. It's been unbelievable. So you've got a good calming presence. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. And Gina, to tell before we tell your story, I have to say this: one of the most impressive moments of my life. Was when I cut you off. <laughs> no, that was one of the more memorable. Transformative. That's another, that's another instance of I never learn. Okay. Because the red lights were flashing and I ran right into the accident. <laughs> but that being said, whenever you had an event here and your father, may he rest in peace. Because, you know, we, we're not talking about it. We haven't talked about it on the show. You, you were a tremendous titan in business, yeah. in, the, in the internet industry. Yeah. You Pi- came you're from a pioneer. Pioneer. Yeah, really pioneer. Right? You came from absolutely nothing. You are the absolute epitome of the American immigrant experience, right? Yes. All the best things about America is embodied in you. 
And I used well, to. Thank when, you. And whenever you did a presentation, I never looked at you. I always looked at your father because there was a look on your father's face I can never translate. It was a mix of awe and disbelief. Tremendous pride and a feeling like, how did this happen? Like, almost like a miss, like how did, like it was beyond anything, oh you, your success was beyond anything he could have dreamt. And I always used to look at that because I know your father, and you all did, you know, working as a coat check girl in the whole nine yards. You killed yourselves, your parents killed themselves working when they came to America. You worked so hard as a kid, and it all paid off. So why don't you tell us about your parents, where they came from, your story, the Gina story. I mean, I You're know the story make me well. Cry. Go ahead, tell the story, Gina. I think that that kind of sacrifice that I experienced as I was growing up and saw my parents really, really sacrifice. I mean, tell everybody. My they were immigrants. dad, immigrants from Italy, they came here in 1960. They actually got married in Italy in 1960 uh, with the Justice of the Peace. And then my mom's family had just come here, so she came here. He could not come yet, and she had to wait for him for two years to, to come to this country. So they, never, they didn't consummate the marriage until they got married in the church here. But the profound impact of watching my father go from working in the TA. Uh, the TA for the everybody. The transit authority. Right. Uh, all week long. Then on a Thursday, he would start his schedule at this huge catering hall in the Bronx called uh, Maestro's Caters. So on a Thursday night, he'd go do a shift in the kitchen at Maestro's Caters. He actually started as a dishwasher. No shame in that. No, no. Sh no shame in hard work. And uh, from that, he went to uh, preparing the Viennese tables with the ice sculptures because he's very creative, my dad. So that was Thursday night. Friday, back to the TA. Friday night, back to the restaurant. Saturday morning. Go clean the restaurant. Saturday afternoon shift. Saturday night shift. Sunday morning, go clean the restaurant. Sunday afternoon, go clean. Go to the shift. Sunday night. How he did that for 30 years. Yeah. 30 the strength is just years. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And that kind of work ethic is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Because I, I experienced that. You know, watching them and my mother too. She was a seamstress, and she took care of the kids and the house and all of that. And of course, in her own right, she also sacrificed so much. And you watch this growing up, and it, it just again it leaves such an impact. So, you know, when I started to do think about doing this project, I, I was saying to myself, why don't the Italians get recognized for all their sacrifices? Why, why are we always, you know, take last step and not really have, have a voice in this country? And, and, yeah. You know, we, we deserve brick-and-mortar places like Casa Bevedetta to pop up all over the country, and I hope that they do, because this is a monument. This is a memorial to our, our ancestors. This is the epitome of our culture. It's funny because Joe Piscopo was just here, and he kept saying Casa Bevedetta is the epitome of the Italian culture. It encapsulates, in his words, Everything great about being Italian. He was so impressed with, you know, what we do, including the tomato jarring that he witnessed that day. So when I had this opportunity, you know, again, I was a little crazy going through a chaotic time in my life. And, you know, again, we never know what we're in for when we start things. I said, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to make this an Italian. I'm going to fulfill my dream, and I'm going to memorialize the Italians. For once, we have a place to call our own, a monument, everything about being Italian is here. 
But you know what the thing I love about being here is? And, you know, like, uh, we had me, Gina, and Jimmy had breakfast here just to catch up a couple weeks ago. Uh, we filmed, if you remember, on our YouTube, our Christmas uh, Twas the Feast of the Fishes poem. That was all filmed here, thanks to Gina and Jimmy, and that was a lot of fun. That we was had so a, much fun. It was fun. like having Christmas Eve, really. Yes. We cooked together. I mean, made it look like cooking, and then we ate yeah, together. Yeah, no, it was so fun. It was a lot of we fun, and I, I go watch that fondly. Um, but the thing I like about coming here is it's a monument to who we are. It offers a lot. It's beautiful. You feel a lot of pride. But it's very much alive. A lot of these institutions in the community, you know, if they have active programming, a lot of it's about, you know, oh, the, uh, you know, uh, uh, Fiorella LaGuardia's uh, labor union, you know, stuff that's like really kind of lost on people, frankly. Like, it's, it's just Academically like esoteric. Esoteric, yeah. There you go. But you come here, and there's great programs around academia here. There's really interesting stuff. But there's also tomato jarring, and there's also bocce games bocce. and, there's and a bocce. movie under yeah. the stars. I, I love the like the, the garden, No No's Garden, and all yes. these things because that's a huge part of who we are. And I feel like there's a lot of our community that feels like when they quote unquote arrive at success, they have to turn away from that stuff and focus Why? on like opera. Right. Okay, yeah, because great. because Casa Belvedere is classy without being snobby. Yes, that's the beauty of it, and oh, it makes you feel like you're at that's home. That's a good quote. I like that. It's classy a reflection on you guys, me. really. Yeah. And well, it's very much, you know, Gina is very much a, a woman of the people. I mean, you're the captain of this ship, and you lived on both sides of the... I mean, I, I, mean, I can't say, say, I, can't say I did it totally alone. You know, I I have some very... Sure, but I, I was there. great support from a few I can, board I can, members. Mm, John's a board member. Well, hold Michael on a minute. I was there. You. I saw how you suffered. Yes. You, you real. I would have walked away. And I'm, I'm a stubborn person, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't mistake. know. Um, all the accolades you get from here are not enough because... It was not easy. I don't need accolades. I always say I don't need accolades. You know, people ask me to be honored at this event and that event, which is very nice. I, you know, I humbly always uh, say no because I don't need the accolades. I don't want to be, you know, in the limelight and the center of attention. I don't need the red carpet. All I need is support. Yeah. All I need is support for uh, for Casa Belvedere. That's all. There were there were times, I you know I wasn't there for the beginning, Pat, uh, but. Since I joined, I would say Gina may have wanted to throw in the towel oh, three three times. times, but at that point, you, too, you, you get you get to a point sure. of no return. Yeah. The 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 time and love and and hard work that you invest in a place like this, you don't want to lose it. And I would convince her. I said, "Babe, you you got to push through this. You got to go." You gotta go. I just you gotta had a, do one it. of those meltdowns the other day. Oh no, <laughs> but but you were not. But 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 the drive that this woman has is just unbelievable. Yesterday in the pouring rain, she's like, you know, we gotta do it. We can't cancel. We gotta do it. And there the I am, vendors. the I rain and the, the vendors. vendors and yep. this, and we had to go through all the motions, and it was very disappointing. You know, just you know, it just wasn't our day. But today. We're doing double what we would have done normally. Everyone came out, yeah. and it's just a glorious, beautiful day now. Can I, can I say something? Yeah. I just want to say something because I was here from day one. The reason why I'm throwing all these hosannas on Gina is besides she's my <laughs> friend, and she actually does deserve it, is this institution should be an inspiration to everyone because, you know, it was a money pit, it was a time pit, but Gina did not give up. Yeah. And all her hard work paid off because when it took off, it took off like a rocket. And there's people all over the United States with Italian-American projects 
you're the Lone Ranger. Everyone I'd say says it you're just crazy. took off a couple of years ago. Sure, but it took lots of years. So I'm saying there's people out there. There's little Gina's. There's young yes. Gina's. There's yes. Gina's all around America. Right. And my message to them is that look at Gina Biancardi because Gina pulled it off. Yeah. And when you feel alone and everyone says, why are you doing this? And you put so much personal money in and it's never going to work. And, and people criticize everything you do. And why didn't you do this? Or I, uh, someone goes to your event and you didn't, part, you didn't uh, recognize them and they get annoyed and they don't come back and they get off your board. There's a bazillion headaches in the Italian-American world, but perseverance pays off. And Gina is the emblem of that. And that's what I want to say to people. There's people out there listening. If you want to, what is that movie, the baseball movie, Build It and They Will Come? Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. <laughs> Casa Belvedere is the Italian-American Field of Dreams. Yeah. This is what this is. You know, you, you, I came here today. We were setting up, right? And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a boisterous crowd. There's a lot going on. And I asked Jimmy if we could find a place a little bit off to the side. And I'm setting up, and a gentleman comes over, and he sees our little sign. And he looks at me, and he like looks back again, and he says, "Are you from the podcast?" Yes. Is you guys do the Italian American Future Leaders? I said, "Yes." He said, "I see what you're doing online. I'm so proud of what you're doing. What a wonderful initiative." I'd never met him, uh, and then he, I said to him, "Oh, where you know where you're from?" He said, "I'm from Sicily. I live in Brooklyn, 15 years." I said, "Do you remember Casabella Dad?" He said, "No, I just saw it online and decided to bring my kids here because I wanted them to have access to Italian culture." this seemed like a great event. Oh, how nice. Yeah, and I thought to myself, like, as we're talking about why you continue to do this stuff when it's hard, the idea that here's a guy who had seen what we do, had seen what you're doing here, decided to come, was engaged and excited about both, and, you know, it's not like this is just a random gentleman right. who, who, right. who found this stuff, but it means something to him. It meant enough to get him over here and to participate and to come out and say hello. And, you know... You look at this crowd here today, and like Jimmy said, yesterday it rained. So people who were disappointed that they couldn't come yesterday clearly made the decision to come today. It's, it's doubly packed to what it would normally be, and you've got thousands of people out here. And when you're frustrated, it's these moments that you right. that you go, okay, right. This this meant a lot That's to somebody to come out and share with their kids, and right. we gave them something to pass. Today on is to their magical. Kids. It is, yeah. Today is magical. When I look around and I see how everyone's enjoying it, again, I you know. I don't need anyone to come up to me and thank me and all of that. It's the feeling that I have, the gratification of just looking around and seeing everyone having a great time. Gina, let me ask you about three programs here. First one, Nono's Garden. Uh, that is also a national, should be a national monument, right? I mean, yeah. it, you know, we are so much about the Italian garden. So much of our culture is based on, you know, having a garden in your backyard and growing tomatoes and eggplant and peppers and figs. Yeah, fig yeah. We, we, the we remember the first day that we started Nono's Garden? Gina's there. I took a picture of her planting some tomatoes and things like that. And, and it was a very a it was a very simple strip of garden and we said again, one of those things that we said we gotta continue this tradition, we gotta do it. And one day I said, Let's do it. We got the topsoil, we got this and that and Gina and I were there basically planting tomato plants and pepper plants. But that was the then, only time I that did That was it. the beginning. <laughs> then that the, was, all but, the volunteers but took that's over, what, which is That's wonderful. my point. I mean, it's a development. And then we get people with interest. We put an email out or something, social media, and people start coming because I truly feel if we lose two generations, if you go through You're two done. generations and, and that tradition is lost, it's gone forever. Sure. That's so a real we're statistic. trying to capture... That's a real, you Is know, it they, really? they did a study, um, 
it was with religion. And if a family is out of a religion for three generations, it's very hard to bring back. Yeah. Sure. Um, even a culture, if a culture's uh, out of a religion for three generations, like they've they've done studies on that, and your instincts are very correct on that. Yeah, yeah. The research and backs it, it's, it up. It's it's things that we love to tap into people's traditions and memories. I mean, that's where you get and to keep the them heart alive. of people. Yeah. You have to and keep it alive. And the jarring. I never jarred tomatoes. My family never oh, jarred tomatoes, but it was I something that I heard of, and they and people would say and would light up when they describe it. There's nothing like it. The family comes together. You sit down, and, and, and it kind of reminds me of Christmas Eve because that's a tradition we always have. But I never felt so warm and loved in Hard during work. Christmas Eve. Yeah. But the way people describe jarring tomatoes, it, they describe that feeling I had the same as Christmas Eve. So I wanted, I wanted to experience that. And I said, we're going to do it. One year passes, two years pass. Patrick's I, the one who's... I, <laughs> yeah, I think, who I think, I think yeah, I was, yeah, sure. You know, I was thinking I was about it. instigation for me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, thinking about it and discussing it is one thing. Actually doing it and, and getting... Everybody we had, had two time. beautiful families, the D'Amato family and uh, Romeo. the Romeo family. And, of course, they had two different methods, so it was a little, really? a little tense at times. Two, fa- two Italian <laughs> families. Two, two, two families. Two rival recipes. You know, yes. Both of which are the correct yeah, one and the best. Right. Yes. And each yes. one was looking over each other's shoulders. <laughs> of and everything. course. But then they all came together and said, oh, that's the way you do it? That's interesting. And in the end, we had, you know, 300 wonderful jars of tomato sauce. We had a great time. Remind and we all sat down. Some. We all sat down in the end, and we had a beautiful pasta dinner made with fresh tomato sauce. And Wine. I felt and I had that feeling. That <laughs> I had the feeling that I was at my Christmas Eve dinner, and we were just—I mean, there was so much love and camaraderie. We, we we really had a great time, and you know that was so successful. I'd love to make some sausage, uh, which I've never that, done oh, before. So I, I got the sausage king. Do yes, you? Yeah, I do. Ralph Vitale. He's uh, a, he was a master butcher in Italy. Let's bring from him here. a family here. of masters. Let's bring with him here. With me. Let's bring yes, him here. Yes, if you... Oh, gee. We're going to... We, we have Ralph. the facility. Yeah, I would love great. to do it. And again... I'll bring him here for dinner one night. You could. You guys can talk. Absolutely. Because he knows all the... But you got to make him bring a, a, one of his specialty recipes. He makes a special... It's on the Mangese sauce. Chef a lot. Oh, yeah. my gosh. It's unbelievably good. It is October, and that means it's Italian American Heritage Month. And this year, why not connect to Italy with the Mediaset Italia subscription? Mediaset Italia is the channel that combines the best from top Italian channels Canale 5, Italia 1, and Rete 4, so you don't miss the latest in TV from Italy. This October, Mediaset has familiar favorites and new series, including the new crime drama Maria Corleone, airing Fridays at 8.35 p.m. Eastern, brand new current affairs program E Sempre Carta Bianca with Bianca Berlinger, and new seasons of popular favorites Caduto Libera, Quarto Grado, and Pomeriggio Cinque. There's always something new on Mediaset Italia, so call your local television provider today. Now, now, Gene, I'm going to ask you another program. And i got to ask you guys something. Are you still, uh, have you done, because I know COVID put a lot of things on ice, the fig tree exchange? I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Well, we have fig trees that uh, certain families there used to have be a donated. Swap. There used to be a swap here. Yes, but no, we don't, but we do the burial every year, but, but we it, don't do the swap anymore. That's something we got to bring back. Can you tell everybody sure. what the swap was? It used to be a big deal before COVID. Uh, it was 
It was uh, it was fig lovers, and you know you you have these groups of people that have these special interests, and there's all obviously there's very there's a lot of various uh, fig trees, and it was just one day that they designated to come together, and people would bring recipes and and. Uh, Cuttings from their trees. Right. right. Exactly. I got a white, bring, I got right. a brown, yeah. I got a black, right. I have right. a special exactly. one. And Swapping the exactly. branches. It was yeah. absolutely exactly. It's like fantastic. the New York Stock Exchange for figs, yeah. basically. Yeah, and, you, and you hear all these stories about how my my great-grandfather brought the the trimming in his suitcase. And, yes. And uh, we have a, a gentleman here, a family, the Romeo family. They have this special pepper. A hot pepper that they that someone That's great 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 grandfather yes. brought, and and the beauty of these things is they live forever. Yeah, you dry them out the seeds, and they actually give them away as gifts to other family members, and and you could just imagine how many plants have propagated throughout the yeah. country, and the same thing with the figs. You know, once your fig that is, is once your fig tree is is grown. Itself. You can do a cutting, and you can, again, yeah. give it to more people. And that's the beauty with these garden things. The, where We did an episode on heirloom uh, plants with an incredible expert in this. He's an Italian-American from Boston. And uh, I, st- I got inspired and started, like, collecting these same heirloom varietals because, first of all, it's very important for the environment because we've, we've lost about 90% of the variety since World War II. Sure. But secondly... Like like Mary Minetti says at the Italian Garden Project, a lot of these, like you mentioned, came over with one immigrant family. You can trace them. They may be the only example of that variety in the world. And here they are in America through right. this one family with very unique seeds. And that seed saving, that exchange, I've been doing it now for a couple of months. I had a bit of a disaster in my house. But it's amazing what you can get. And I have a project that is really on my radar as of last week because Pat and some of our friends went. Did you guys go to the event at Gracie Mansion? No. The other day? You didn't go, right? No. He went. And our I friend. I was supposed to go. Yeah, I, I skipped. Well, of course, I was working. Yeah, well, you got this coming up. <laughs> our friend Eric took pictures in the yard of Gracie Mansion and posted them with Fiorello LaGuardia's fig tree. And oh, how oh, cool. great. And then there's one left of what used to be like a dozen. He was telling me all about it. LaGuardia planted them in Gracie Mansion. So there's one left, and I thought to myself, we have to work with the city to get cuttings of those sure. for Italian institutions like sure. this to have, you know, a hundred years from now, a, a descendant of LaGuardia's fake. That's amazing. And the history you can pass on with this stuff, the fact that you guys do it here, and the fact that a lot of families who maybe they don't jar tomatoes anymore, like they never did, or, you know, they've heard about it, but it's 2023 and it's a different iteration of our community. The fact that you can come here and not only learn about opera or do an event, but do that kind of stuff. Right. With a with a different you, version of family. You know what a Sicilian student of mine said that blew my mind? We were talking about this stuff. A Sicilian American, his parents were from um, Sicily. He said, like, the nice thing about stuff now is years ago you had to do this stuff. Yeah. Now no. you can choose to do it. Yeah. So years ago, all that heavy farm work, it was that or starvation. Right. But today you can go to the supermarket and buy everything. So the pressure's off that if I don't plant such and such, we're going to starve this winter. So, you know, really, these things have become hobbies in the best sense of the word. Yeah. Right. You know, and it's... They want to do it. Yeah, we want to do it. it. And it it helps them connect to their culture. Yeah. When when they're making sauce and, you know, uh, even pizza. You know, pizza... (laughs) Obviously, you could buy a pie for yeah, whatever, yeah. it, uh, whatever it is. Now. What's going up now? But, but yeah. people love to do brick oven pizza, you know, make make homemade pizza, 
homemade everything, which well, we're eventually know, homemade wine. We, we're going to do in a couple of years. We found my dad's wine presser and all his awesome. equipment. Why so a couple? What are you waiting a couple of years for? Next yeah. year. That's the greatest inspiration. It's right now. It's, it's not, not the season. season. You're in October. Oh, it's now? Yeah, Mo Mo. Okay, come That's next week. Let's do it. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. You got. You can pull it off till like another week. But you know what, Pat? We need we need one of like your friend oh, you that does the I sausage. Have? Yeah, you need an expert. We need an expert to come I in. I would ask my dad every year to, to of course, we did it with him. Yeah. For example, we... Our job was, my sister and I, was always to take the grapes off because mm. there was, like, uh, certain grapes that you had to boil. Mm. And then, of course, our, nail, our fingers got all full of, like, grape color. Yeah. Grape juice. And all the Medigons in school would make fun of us for days because it really wouldn't go away for yeah, days. Yeah, of course, yeah. Days and days. So I would say to my dad, Dad, please show me every step of the way. And he'd say, but this isn't the kind of thing that you could just learn just yeah. like that. No. He said, this is a skill. This, this is something that I watch my... You know, I did with my father for years and years and years. Yeah. I can't just say, okay, now it's time to stir the the wine that, you know, in the barrel that's fermenting. I have to just know when, you know when it, the you time smell is. It, you smell yeah. it. You say, yeah, he had that skill. So, unfortunately, I never really learned. I watched him do it, but I never really learned. So, we would need... An expert I got, to come I got in. all that stuff. He's got okay. experts. In I, I got like a. I know we need someone. Him. Bring them. I know someone who passed away, and they have like fifty Demi Johns in the family unused. Okay. In storage. We, we have, a, we have all like my grandfather's days. stuff. We never got rid. We used to do it with my grandfather every year until he got. Yeah. Really, how really come sick. you guys don't use? Do all right. So let's start. Let's build a building in the back and put all. Oh, we don't these have to make it that. This is why I love Gina. <laughs> now we're going to build the building. Simple. All right, John, get the simple. Yeah, we're going to build the building. Place to close. We're going to have it. Pat hold on, hold Gina. on. Gina, Pat comes out with an idea. We cannot. Yeah. And Gina goes, okay. Now we're going to do, and then it becomes a professional version. Yes. And then we're all chasing our tails, but we I can't. Mean, you know. Think about that. If you had like all of the old equipment of making wine, oh sure, tomatoes. Let's start with our sausage. Okay. Sausage first. All right. Making the sausage. You need space. You need space. Right, you you got to talk to me. If I bring out my butcher, we're going to have dinner here. We'll cut the deal. We'll, sure. we'll make it work. Vineyard. No matter what know? we got to do. How about a I'll vineyard? put a tent in the back. You have to do a well, vineyard. I, I, uh, sausage, I have hang a tent it. Now. But do you have a, a cellar <laughs> part here? A what? Does the outhouse have a cellar? Not the outhouse. Not Bacow's house. <laughs> the, the, the oh, guest the home. Carriage the, the house? carriage house. house. Carriage house is a cellar. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, we can do I'm going to bring him out. No, but hold on. Before we close. Oh, because you have to hang them. Yeah. The to most dry. important thing about Casa is the thing that we did not discuss, and I think that should be our closing story. Every Christmas, something very beautiful happens. Yes, that's oh, true. And yes. I want you to tell everybody about the, because you know I'm a Presepio guy. Yes, the The Presepio de la Pacha. The whole story, connection with 9-11. Yes, the three kings and how it got here. So post 9-11, uh, obviously an outpour of sympathy for what happened and all the tragedy. And Staten Island in particular lost many, yeah. many, many people because they were first responders. Yeah. Close, very close to. Staten Island is full of civil servants, uh, police officers, firemen, yeah. ambulance. I mean, it's a, it's a good working class community. Yeah. So... The, this beautiful 150-piece handmade artisanal uh, crash presepio was donated to the FDNY from, again, from Italy. Was it the city of Naples, Naples. I believe? Naples, it was the, the city special of Naples. street yeah, where they made it. Yeah, Armenia. It was sent yeah. to exactly. the city of New York. And it was sent to the, the FDNY, FDNY in particular. For the first Christmas after 9-11. For the after first 9/11. Christmas, I believe that 
It was on display in Manhattan at a church in Manhattan. St. Michael's in Manhattan. There you go. After that, unfortunately, they had no place to put it, and they had no place to display it. So I don't know how I got connected to, to the FDNY officer or chief or whoever he was, and he said, this would be a great place to put the presepio. So ever since then, and I think we're 12 years on that too, we're the custodians for the FDNY, but this magnificent display just brings you to the tears because I think it rivals the Metropolitan Museum of Art, the one that they have there. Every piece handmade, and then every Persepio tells a story. This tells the story of 9-11. Yeah. It tells the story of 9-11 with the three kings and what they're carrying. To and the three kings ha- are carrying three fire helmets. Yes. And it has um, nine? 0 9 right. right. Yeah. So it brings you to tears. And it's also so realistic because one side of the, the display is, you know, regular poor people. And you could see how they're, you know, farming or the pr- proletariat and mm. the bourgeoisie. You yeah. could tell how. Yeah. Just the details, of the, the, details. of the costumes or the, the clothing is just remarkable from, from the common folk to the royalty. The royalty has all these beaded jewels. So it on hasn't changed. You outfits. still have the. <laughs> yeah, and, sure. the, and, the the little baby, and the little baby Jesus in the middle of in the middle, yep. right? The trying middle. to say to bring everybody united, right? <laughs> and I, I, and when it, I hope everybody out there, as we wrap up this Christmas time, if they haven't been to Kazi yet, definitely comes out here. It's to it's, see it's it's on display, it's an outdoor, outdoor display. Right. Yeah. We used to have it indoors, uh, but we felt as though, it, you know, when the buildings closed, people couldn't see it. So we built this huge display cabinet, and we have it on the front porch every and year. And this guy puts it together. And yeah, he does. Mounts it, I watched it and him then last takes year, it down. It's, yeah. it's a week. It's, it's a not week. A, not easy. It takes a week to set everything up. Yeah. But it's so beautiful. So yes, we invite the public every year. We put it out right after Thanksgiving, and it stays until January sixth. That's yes. the that's the time. The epiphany. Also, yes. my wife's birthday. It's perfect Very time nice. to you know wrap up the Christmas season in the traditional way. It's it's just great to come out here and uh, no matter how far you got to come. Any place well like this in, anywhere in the United States, just curious. Are there other, you've traveled the United there's States. There's only one God and there's only one Gina Bianca. <laughs> oh, stop. And there is definitely <laughs> only one God. No, I mean like brick and mortar. It's unique. I mean, Staten Island is unique. Staten, Italy. I don't, I don't know if you could pull this off anywhere else. Even in New Jersey, I think it would be hard because New Jersey is spread out. There's many kingdoms. The fact that Staten Island is an island helps right. yeah. concentrate. So I think that this is a very... I mean, I don't know, John. I don't want to cut you off. Is there, I don't think there's anywhere exactly like this. No, I mean, there's, there's, there's brick-and-mortar stuff out there in the community, but I think the difference here is because this is a home, you know, it's a home in, in, in its purpose, right, in its original purpose, but it's a massive mansion with a lot of opportunity to do stuff, and it's isolated on its own piece of property. You have room. You have the views. Uh, it's in this great hotbed of Italian culture. Yeah, I mean, there's brick-and-mortar stuff out there. But the fact that this feels, at its essence, like a house for the community, like a home that you can feel cozy in and comfortable in. And, um, you know, if you are fans of, what was the show? Um, Mrs. Mabel. Mrs. Maisel. Maisel. Mrs. Maisel. On uh, Amazon. You've seen Casa. It's, it doubled as uh, the house of... Who's family? Rose, Rose's the, the mother's um, family. Parents. The mother's parents. In, or the right. family. Homestead. Right. Homestead in, in Texas. That's right. They're yeah. wealthy oil family. But uh, they filmed here. And 
when they left, they left some of the decor. It's really interesting. So you can actually come see, if you're a fan of the show, the interior decor. But one of the things I've noticed that that did was it gave the inside this sense of, like, you walked into someone has lived here, right? Like, before, right, yeah. as right. it was being rebuilt but and renovated. But a different time period. Yeah, different time period. Just, uh, right. They had experts that studied... You know, patterns of wallpaper and material and what would have been yeah. back in that day. And, and they brought and it back they were to just, that It was just an amazing. I mean, there, were, there must have been 200 people here working on the set. And the, the history and, and uh, just the study and making sure everything is just so, so right. And the backdrop was our, our house, our Casa Belvedere. And it was, uh, it was really you beautiful. You see Rose driving... Up to Casa Belvedere, so it's clearly yeah, Casa Belvedere. You it's can wild. See it I watched the, it and like it, you know, they, they they digitized the background. Oh yes. in Texas. Yeah, yes. so yeah. You, you don't see the bridge, you don't see the views. You see oil, yeah, oil really wild, or whatever they're called. Yeah, but they, they did yeah. a good they job. They did the big screens with the oil. They make it feel like a house, yeah. and so it is a, obviously a house, and it, it still well, feels homey. Well, that's what we always the sorry for interrupting. Mm. The biggest compliment that we receive here over and over and over again is it's their home away from home. We just simply call it casa, right. which means That's home. true. Everybody calls it casa. Casa. Yeah. I'm it's going to point. casa. Uh, next week, you meet me at casa. Let's have a drink at casa. That is who we are. Home. Yeah. That says it really well. I mean, you, I'm sure when you bought this place and donated it to this nonprofit that you created, the idea that you thought would be emphasized was the Belvedere, this beautiful view, and it is amazing. But the thing that has come after all these years is casa. That's yes. the phrase. That's the emphasis. And that's what it feels like. It feels like the house. So if you are on Staten Island and you haven't heard of Casa, which is a, a long shot, definitely worth coming out and thinking about membership. We are going to link in our show notes all about Casa and the website and how you can Thank get you. involved. And yeah, sure. I mean, we, and we highly I, I encourage really it. am so happy that you're here today. Yeah, me too. It's really, always good to really come happy. back. Yeah. We got to figure out our Christmas video for this year. That's that's my next challenge. I was talking to Joe about it. So we'll... we'll, we'll Last year we had to stop last minute because I couldn't get it done. But we'll do a, a repeat because that was a great video. We, we got yes. like 60,000. Yeah. Yes. It went really viral. Yes. And, yeah. It was a lot of fun. People loved that. It was a lot Everybody of fun. played Everybody played their part. Loved it. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. That yeah. was, I'm very proud of what we did there. So this Let's is do it early this year. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We did I think like we do it last year, like December the, 23rd. Yes. yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, yeah we were. Well, yeah. yeah. I'm a last minute I'll tell you, so many of our members, they loved it. It's wonderful, yeah. Yeah. It makes it. You know what we should do this year? Building the Presepio. Yeah, that's true. We oh my goodness, that, that yeah. would be I could great. use some help. <laughs> that's good. Well, we okay. If you want to volunteer for your presentation, I got to draft it. Hold on, hold on. I want to film. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying we're going to film. We're going to need bodies to help too. It's a lot of work. That you can't talk the talk. You got to walk the you gotta walk. walk. You got to build, baby. Come and build. <laughs> Bring your tools. Help Jimmy set up this amazing presentation. And, and the, and the temperature is pretty balmy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. After yeah. Thanksgiving, the taking down is is rough. Yeah, I can imagine. Sometimes it's, uh, it's Gina, bitter cold. what are we going to eat that night if we come out here? Well, for you, definitely something with pignon. <laughs> <laughs> two for two. One day on the unedited podcast, we will air the near-death experience Pat had twice oh on pignoli. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that being said, I almost died here twice. The, from the pine nuts. The veal, the fried veal is delicious. <laughs> oh, my God. And the pork chop. So the food's yeah. delicious. The pork, the pork I'm, I'm, I'm risking my life again. <laughs> pine nuts, because that pork was that good. Uh, yes. Yeah. The yeah. tours here. Masmo, Ted, and uh, Michael, just want to give them a little plug. They, they are it, yeah. outstanding. 
Yeah. They're the best food and beverage providers I've ever experienced. Yeah. So we're going to be here for the Presepio, um, mounting the Presepio. Sounds great. And then we're going to have dinner. Yep. And then we're going to go home and go to bed. <laughs> God spares you walk out, you know, third time might be a charm. If we're at Greg Brown, say, yeah, if we're alive. Somebody on this board's got a, a hit on you. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> well, well, I hope everybody gets a chance. Powdered to pignoli nuts in his espresso. <laughs> They're going to be in the air ducts. <laughs> when I, when I, wouldn't that be a way to go like a Roman Caesar, like assassinated? If that happens, bury me in a toga. <laughs> With fine nuts, only you. That You have the ultimate Italian allergy. Too. That's true. Even it my wasn't al- a Brazil nut. Even my allergies wasn't a, yeah. Italian. <laughs> it wasn't That's a macadamia. <laughs> it's an Italian staple. That's that the best. Why do people listen? You know, we've been all over the map today. That's good. That's fun. That's what I think people like that. Do people like that? Now, before we go all the way over the map, by the way, we're going to cut to a little uh, interview you did with a new sponsor that you brought on. And, yes, correct. Uh, I just we're going to you're going to sing the high hosannas of a great company, but everybody's going to hear about a product that you actually use. I I this is why I'm doing this. A lot of traditions died out because they were very hard to do. They were time-consuming, and coming to a small American tenement kitchen, it just wasn't practical to do. And one of those things was bread-making. And the Anchors Room bread machine that I'm touting, you can make bread at home very, very easily. I just want to say for the audience, this is, like, this is about Pat's real dedication to reviving family traditions, and I've never heard him endorse something that he does not fully believe in. So just uh, stay with us for a moment. I want you to hear about this amazing machine and how you can, yeah, thanks to your bring back if you podcast. If you get this machine, you can very easily make bread every single week, the old sourdough starter Italian bread that your great-great-grandparents made. You can easily do it every week with no headache, no trouble, and it's a cinch, and I want to see everybody making bread. And little by little, we're going to bring all these traditions back. All right, let's let the audience hear your interview with the team behind this amazing machine. Hello, everyone. I have the distinct pleasure today to talk to you about a project, a mission that I am very much in love with. And that mission is the Anchors Rum Mixer. Now, I have Carly Reed on with me today. Carly, did I say that right? You did. Yes. Now, is this a commercial? Absolutely. But this is a commercial with a mission. I am madly in love with this machine. This machine is a game changer for me. And I'm going to tell you why I'm so in love with it. I had a stand mixer at home from another company that's all over the place. And that stand mixer just can't get the job done. And if you have it, you know what I'm talking about. It can't need bread. It can do a cake batter at best. The Anchor's Room is a tank. I can make in that Anchor's Rum Mixer, so if I take my sourdough starter, I put water, I put salt, I blend it, I throw it in the Anchor's Rum, I throw in sifted flour, and that machine goes for 15 minutes. It can mix semolina flour. It can mix any kind of flour I have thrown in there. All my bread at Easter, I made with this Anchor's Rum Mixer. It is a game changer because it makes homemade bread very, very, very easy. It comes out like the most perfectly kneaded bread. You let it rise, you put it in the oven, and it is done. The beauty of this mixer, the absolute beauty is, it allows you stuff you thought you could never, ever do because of time constraints. So you had to put a whole day aside for it. You can come home from work and mix your bread. You can come home and make your biscuits. Making homemade bread, making homemade sourdough bread, the bread your great-grandmother made, is a pleasure with this machine. 
It's expensive. It is not a cheap machine, but it is a bazillion times better than any other mixer that's out there. I have Carly on here. Carly Reed, you are a member of the family that owns Pleasant Hill. Am I correct? I am, yes. I can sell you on how phenomenally well this machine works, the Lamborghini of mixers, but Carly has the insight on the mechanics of why it works, and she also, because we're partnering with her as a sponsor, she can tell you why you should buy it off of Pleasant Hill Grain. So with that, Carly, I'm turning the microphone over to you. Thank you, Pat. It's an honor to be here and talking with you. Thank you for having me on. Our company has been in business for 25 years, and in that time, we've maintained a reputation for high-quality product offerings and excellence in customer service. So when you buy from us, we are able to walk you through the whole process of what to expect from the quality product you're ordering and how to use it and any questions you have once you have the product in hand. And with the Anchor Shrum, what we hear all the time from people is, like you said, Pat, the ink is a tank. And people continually tell us, I should have bought this earlier. And it is an investment into your family, into your health, into your well-being from on a day-to-day basis. And when you think about it, since it's a belt-driven machine, that means that it will last decades and decades. So now you heard from Carly. If you really want to preserve the culture of biscuit making at home, cookie making at home, pasta making at home, bread making at home, pizza making at home. This machine is worth every nickel. If you put a little bit aside every month, believe me, when you buy this, you will say it was worth every penny. So visit Carly, visit Pleasant Hill Grains. If you're not happy with the mixer, I will eat the mixer publicly. Can I do that? You can try. Why why am I offering that? Because I know it's not going to happen. No one will refuse this machine. No one will send it back. And with that, I'm done. For anyone who wants to learn more about the machine or get in touch with us directly, you can visit PleasantHillGrain.com. So now you know, make sure to go out. Anger's Room is the way for you to go. Pat uh, really does stand behind it. And, you know, at this wonderful institution in Casa Belvedere, maybe that's one of the next things we bring back is bread making. And you've got Oh, I love making. You yeah. know I love making you're, bread. You're an expert. You Let's are obsessed. Oh, my God. You, you bring back it. the 30 pounds I lost. <laughs> you lost 30 <laughs> pounds? I lost 30 pounds. Well, my heaviest or whatever. But you but made, if you I, made room for good calories. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like cleaning out. You get rid of the old if clothes. I, if, and I had fresh, if I had fresh bread every day. Yeah. No, listen. If you, if you eat the old bread yeah, made yeah. with sourdough starter oh. and the heritage grain, you're Sounds not going to get fat. How old is your sourdough starter? I really think it's about a couple thousand years old. That's what? amazing. Yeah. yeah correct. Wow. wow. That's a whole other episode. Amazing. That is a whole other episode. But in Italy, that's very common because you have to understand it. If you've been making bread in a town and everybody passes the yeast around. Right. And you're a town with, oh, yeah, well, that's right. where Spartacus used to hang out. <laughs> you know, it's very easy. Yeah. I mean, in Italy, 2,000 years is like last week. Yeah. There was a yeah. place in San Francisco that just closed. Uh, their sourdough was from like 17-something, and they just continually take from it every yeah. morning. That's yeah. It's pretty impressive. So. I, I, I guarantee I think it's like the seeds that yeah, exactly. we were talking like the seeds, about yeah. with the pepper. Yeah. You know, as long as we keep these things going, you know, they'll stay alive. Yeah. We just have to recognize we need to push this and bring it to the next generation. We really do. And it makes for a healthier life. Just as yeah. it makes for a better. Absolutely. But between the doing and the eating of quality, it makes for a healthier life. So. This is a great place for a healthy life. It's a great place to reattach to your heritage. We love you guys. Thank you guys for having Thank us you. here. Thank you. And uh, let's go enjoy this wonderful weekend. Yes. Uh, the, the, the porchetta was I excellent. I can't wait to uh, uh, That's what I'm going to have. I haven't eaten. You <laughs> ate first. I'm going to eat last. So we hope you guys have enjoyed this. We highly encourage. Check out our show notes. You'll learn all you can about Casa Belvedere 
and come out and meet Gina and Jimmy because it's and a all our members place. are are fantastic. Actually, yeah. our members are the backbone of all our programs. Yes, you got great membership. I think everybody out there would be wise to become a part of it because you're coming to the house, and that's there's nothing like that, and this really is it. So thank you guys again for having us. Come out to the house. Thanks for listening. Happy Italian-American Month, and we'll see you next week. See that you're born an Italiano. <laughs>